familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. The time has come to wean your baby from breastfeeding. Perhaps it's your choice or maybe you're letting your child choose when it's time to wean. Regardless, it can be a challenge both mentally and physically for you both. Today, we continue our series, Breastfeeding Challenges, by talking with moms about the practical side of what it takes to wean their babies. We're the Boo Group. I use a breast pump. I hand express milk for my baby. I exclusively breastfeed. I use a nipple shield. I breastfed after a C-section. I use a milk bank. I breastfeed in public whenever I feel like it. I pump at work. I breastfeed with a cover. I breastfeed twins. I give my baby bottles. I made my own supplemental nursing system. I supplement with formula. I talk to my baby while I breastfeed. I'm breastfeeding as a survivor of sexual abuse. When I have extra milk, I share it with other moms. We are equal. We are the Boob Group. Welcome to the Boob Group. We're here to support all moms wanting to provide breast milk to their babies. I'm your host, Priya Namard, and I'm also the co-founder of Moms Pump Here Nurse Room Locator app, which helps moms all over the world to find great places to pump and breastfeed their babies. If you haven't yet, we encourage you to download the new Mommy Media Network app, which gives you easy access to all our episodes. You can also subscribe to our podcast through iTunes, so all your latest episodes download to your mobile device automatically. And if you're on iTunes, please leave us a review so other moms can learn about us. Let's meet the mamas joining our conversation today. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Hi, my name is Graham Seabrook. I'm a pregnancy and postpartum coach, and I'm also a blogger at postpartummama.org. And I've got two kiddos. My son is three, and my daughter, Rory, is 10 months old, and we just finished weaning about two weeks ago. Hey guys, I'm Sunny, and I'm producing today's episode, and I'm also um, just going to participate as a mama because I'm. <laughs> it's sad to say that I'm starting to wean too. Oh, um, I my know, God. I know. I didn't. It, it happened all of a sudden. I can explain later in the show. But uh, I have four kids. If you've listened to the Boob Group, you've heard me tell this story before. But four of them, my oldest. I have two boys. Those are my oldest, ages six and four. And then I have identical twin girls who are two and a half, and those are my babies that are starting to wean. Oh, wow. It's a a sad time. It's a sad time. I'll be okay, though. (laughs) Yes, you will absolutely be okay. So I'm also your host, and I'm a mom of three, and my children are older, so I have been through the weaning process for all of them, but my oldest is now 14, my my daughter's 12, and my youngest, Liam, is eight, and I actually breastfed him for three years, and the weaning was probably most difficult for him because he was my last one. So I can't wait to share my experience with all of you and to have this great discussion about weaning. Thank you so much for being on. (laughs) Sounds familiar. 
If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. Headline. So I don't know if you guys saw there was a image going around of a mom pumping in an embassy suites hotel uh, because she couldn't find any place to breast pump. Did you guys see that? Uh, I did. Did yes. we see that? Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's crazy. Like so. So she went up to I guess the management or whatever, and she was there for a conference, by the way. So she went up to management. And she was looking for a place to pump, and they told her to go use the bathroom <sighs> and <laughs> that she was not a paying customer. So she was like, wait, I just paid for this conference. Yes. Uh, why can I not use your spaces? Right. <laughs> so they gave her such a hard time that she ended up just whipping out her pumping bra in the middle of the hotel lobby <laughs> and pumping right there in front of everybody, yes. which is pretty bad. I know. I love her. <laughs> yeah, you can say that. You can say that. And I was about to say <laughs> it awesome. and then I was like, oh, Sonny's going to get mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you guys a pass on this one. Thank you. Because <laughs> she is. Yeah. There's no other word for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. And do you guys see the photo? I'm looking at, you know, this. I'm sure that this story has been covered multiple times. But Us Weekly actually did something on this. And uh, I don't know if she took that just for to remember the situation or someone she else. She took it and posted it. She, well, she had a friend take it. And she posted okay. it on Facebook mm-hmm. in a breastfeeding group. She's in a breastfeeding group on Facebook. So uh, that was how it first got online. Because she's also a social worker and knew that this was against the law. And oh, she was just like, wow. yeah, you're messing with the wrong mom right now, you guys. Wrong mm-hmm. mom. I wonder what the hotels did in, uh, hotel did in response <laughs> to this. Have you guys seen anything about I it? I think they, they backtracked. They, once it's, and this happens so many times, right? Every they backtrack time. after they get some negative publicity over it and admitted that this was wrong and she shouldn't have been treated this way. And uh, I don't know if they offered any solutions moving forward, which I feel like they probably should have like saying, hey, we've learned from this and this is what we're going to do moving forward. I don't know that that actually happened, but I just love this photo because she's not upset in the photo. Like I know she kind of went off on the person behind the desk, but she's she's happy, you know, and and I think that is um, kind of a testament to her that she can take a situation and not be completely, you know, upset and bitter about it. Like she was very confident. Like, like you said, Graham, she, she's in social work. Like she knows what her rights are and she just looks like a happy mom. And I think that's a great image. You know, that's funny because I took that as a sarcastic smile. Mm. Oh, you <laughs> like, did? Yeah, I'm doing this. Well, because, yeah. yes, and I took it as a, like, I am, yeah, that's exactly what I got from it was, okay, now, now, now I'm happy. Now that I'm taking the power back and about to post this online and, and knowing what is about to happen. Yeah. Yeah, very happy. Why wouldn't you be happy? 
<laughs> well, Revenge. sometimes when people like, you know, if you get yelled at for breastfeeding in public or something, that can totally take down your demeanor. And I'm just so glad that she had the strength within, whether it was sarcastic or not, to still be able to do what she set out to do and didn't let that overcome her, I guess, is the point I was trying to make. I think that's pretty awesome. Yes, that she didn't end up like taking the bathroom route and sitting there crying on a toilet like a lot of moms have done because they felt that that was their only option. And then they felt horrible doing that. And yeah, she's just sitting right there in the lobby. And I love it. Yeah. But you know, this is a huge problem, though, because there's a lot of, you know, even convention centers, you know, all these big events happen. And there's no accommodations for women. So by publicizing what happened to her and sharing it, she's putting it out in the spotlight, you know, and these these conferences and events, they need to make accommodations for if especially if it's the bulk of the people attending are women. Come on, you're bound to have a good percentage. I'm actually going to a conference in October, where all of the people there will be women and most of them mothers. It's uh, for postpartum progress. And At the conference last year, they had a breastfeeding and pumping room. And at the conference this year, we'll have a breastfeeding and pumping room. So some of this, yeah, well, some of this is on whoever the conference coordinators are, you know, some of this is on them to say, hey, we need to book an extra room specifically for this. But the rest of it really should be, there should be no reason in a hotel that's big enough to host a conference that there isn't some type of room any type of room. All you need is a room with a light and a chair and a plug. It's very simple. We're not asking for anything like, you know, luxurious and fancy. So there's no reason that they can't just have make something available. Even an empty conference room would have yeah, worked. Absolutely no yeah. reason. Right. Yeah, I completely agree. Today, we're continuing our series on breastfeeding challenges. We're talking about weaning your baby from a mom's point of view. Okay, so if you're a breastfeeding mom thinking of breastfeeding or were a breastfeeding mom, chances are pretty high weaning has been on your mind at some point. Today's discussion is coming straight from women who have experienced weaning and have dealt with its challenges. Mamas, let's hear about your breastfeeding journeys. At what age was your baby when they weaned? And do you think age makes a difference? Oh, well, I only have weaned one because my son and I were never able to have a breastfeeding relationship, which was just, it tore me up. So then when my daughter and I were were able to have a breastfeeding relationship, it was just like so amazing and healing and wonderful. And my original goal was to go at least six months. But after at six months, man, we were just cruising through. And I thought, oh, we could do this for a year. And oh, wow, this is, you know, it's going to work. It's going to be great. And then she started getting sick. And we started doing all the tests that you do. And at first, we thought it was just a milk soy intolerance. Now we know that it's an allergy and that she has a ton of other food intolerances. So what happened was that my diet got more and more and more restrictive to the point where there were like almost two weeks of me going back and forth and crying about it and talking to um, Adam about it and talking. I actually have a therapist. So I was talking to my therapist about it, talking to my pediatrician about it. And, and eventually I was just like, I can't, I can't do this. Even taking vitamins and supplements and doing all of the things, 
I, my health was really suffering. My energy level was really suffering. Financially, finding supplements and vitamins that don't have soy in them is a huge thing that, that should probably be a, its own episode. Um, <laughs> so we had to wean. And instead of having the months of weaning of, you know, oh, eventually she'll decide and we'll decide and... And having that whole like natural process that I thought we were going to have, that's not, that's not what we got. And that's, that's not how it worked out. So there's a lot of, there's still like a kind of a grieving process that's going on that I'm still like in the middle of right now. And every once in a while when she's really upset, she'll like nuzzle my breasts and I'm like, oh, don't do that. Don't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Horrible mommy and I can't, and I'm just terrible. You know, um, it's. So yeah, I I think I think age might have made a difference. I think just the fact of it being our choice, whether it was her choice or my choice from a more of a place of freedom instead of a a feeling of being having it forced on us, might have made a difference. But then again, Sunny, your kids are at two and a half and you're still really sad about it. So maybe age doesn't help. You know, I actually think that the older they get, the the harder it is because they have so my twins are two and a half now and um I, I actually think that I don't know, they they know more about it. They've come to expect it. It's more of a cognizant thing that they rely on. And so there I think there's more of a mental process there, whereas babies, they know something's wrong, that they want something, but they can't they can't really fight with you about it because they don't really know what it is, right? They they just know when they get it, they like it. So I think it can actually have, and Priya, you probably have some perspective on this, having nursed your your last one for three years, that they just, you know, it's one of those things that I think age can make a difference because they're expecting it. <laughs> right. And I didn't have to talk to her about it. Yeah, I didn't right. have to explain to her what was going on. Oh, I mean, I right. tried because I'm silly. But I didn't have to. <laughs> I didn't this have is what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. She, she couldn't say like, no, you know. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So, so my son, so yeah, age does make a difference because they comprehend what's going on. But it, so my weaning process was sort of mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was, I was creeping up on three years. And um, one day my sister's like, you know, you're, I was visiting from, I lived in Miami. So I was visiting New York and she lives here in New York. And she was like, we're doing it today. You're here. Let's just do it. You have to do it. <laughs> so um, I didn't know what the heck to do. And a friend told me, she's like, why don't you put Band-Aids on your nipples? And because I guess she tried this, put Band-Aids on your nipples and he'll think that it's an owie and he'll he'll stop because he won't want to hurt you. So I did that. And that's exactly what happened. And I was like torn between, oh, my God, this is so mean because he thinks that he hurt me. <laughs> and, oh, my God, it's working. <laughs> so he um, he's eight years old now and he still tries to cop a feel. And <laughs> he nuzzles up to my boobs. You know, he has his moments. So it's still, you know, it's still ingrained in him. So I think the older you get, the more it's part of the child. And they can't get away from your boobs for whatever reason. They just want to be near them. They want to be nuzzled against them. I don't, I don't know if you experienced that, Sunny, but like they just, they just want to touch them constantly, you know, and not in a, 
<laughs> not in a gross way, man. Yeah, not, not in an inappropriate way. way. You know what? It's funny you said that though, because so my six-year-old, um, so it was my very first child that I had, and in my mind, I know there's there's no, you know, we shouldn't say, oh, we failed at breastfeeding because we only did it for so many months. But in my mind, I really had planned to to breastfeed for a lot longer than I did. So with my first son, it really only ended up being about four months, and that was even with supplementation of formula. And then after four months, he just went straight to formula. So in my mind, again, I know we're not supposed to say this, but I failed. In my mind, I was like, I, I didn't do this properly. Um, but what my, my oldest son has seen is me breastfeed his little brother a little bit longer. I didn't quite make it to a year, but a little bit longer. And he's seen me breastfeed his sisters for, again, two and a half years. And so it's funny you say that, Priya, about copying a feel because um, <laughs> it was just like a week ago. Um, we were, I think we we're actually in a swimming pool. So I don't know, maybe my, maybe my boobs were a little bit, you know, more. <laughs> exposed than normal um and he kept touching my breast and i'm like what and it was of course when we had company over and i'm like what are you doing like you never do this and i wonder he wants to be close to you the way they've been close to you yeah but he's six and he's never done that before but but there is something there you know he he realizes you know maybe he's just getting older and realizes that's just part of you know how i care for his sisters but yeah, they do do that too. <laughs> it also could be a boy thing too, because my daughter, so my oldest is very cuddly. He loves to cuddle and, and hug and stuff like that because um, I'm his mommy, but my daughter's just like, get away from me. <laughs> you know what I mean? She doesn't, it hasn't like affected her in that way, but it could be a difference between them being a boy and a girl. Maybe. I don't know. Um, so what kind of support did you have weaning? Did you, did you try, you know, did you have like your, your, what did, what did your husband do? Did you have friends and family, like give you lots of advice? How'd you go about all that stuff? Well, for me, I talked to our doctor. I talked to my OB who has, um, lactation consultants on staff. I got super lucky with my doctor and I actually talked to uh, her pediatrician because they have lactation consultants too. And I was like, okay, what do I do? How do I make this? What I was worried about was um, her emotional state. And what I realized afterwards or what I'm kind of working through right now is she's fine. Totally should have been worried about me. Um, I had postpartum depression and anxiety with my son and I thought that I had kind of like escaped it this time with, uh, with Rory cause, and things have been, have been way better. But one of the things that we don't talk about is that it can be a major trigger, especially if you're weaning in a way that you didn't plan or didn't want. It can be a major trigger for all kinds of postpartum issues to pop up. So it's just been a really, really rough time. I'm lucky because I was already in therapy. Like I'm already very focused on taking care of myself and taking care of my mental health. So I already have a huge support system and I already have a support system of mamas all around me. So I I had this whole thing to kind of lean back on and all of these other women that I could call and text and Facebook message and, you know, (laughs) 24 hour support, basically. So that's interesting that you're bringing that up, that your postpartum depression or sadness started when you stopped weaning. Oh, yeah, it has it it, like triggered it right away hard. Oh, my goodness. And thankfully, I had been through it before. So I knew what it was. When all of these thoughts and feelings came up and I had two panic attacks in one day, I went, oh, okay, I know what this is. I know what this is. I'm calling my doctor. This is not – I'm not going crazy. It's not my fault. But for a mom – 
who might not have had postpartum depression at all. I know of women who didn't have any issues at all past their first year and they're breastfeeding and they're good and they start weaning at 18 months or even later and they think that they're past what um, postpartum depression should be able to even get to them. And as soon as they start weaning, and some of it is just, it's a hormonal shift, and that can trigger all kinds of stuff. So sometimes you just need a little extra support. Sometimes you might need actual therapy and a support group and or medication or a medication change or, you know, um, but definitely it's a time to make sure that you do have a lot of support and a lot of people around you who understand that, that it can be really stressful and really hard and it can bring up all kinds of emotions like we've already talked about. You know, all three of us had totally different experiences and all had a lot of kind of sadness and wistfulness and all of that with it. So we just want to make sure that moms have as much support as possible. Okay, so if by support you mean my mother saying, are you done breastfeeding yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> then I have tons of support. Um, oh, honey. <laughs> it's okay, though. She, she, oh. She's actually a big breastfeeding advocate, believe it or not. It's just she's not used to the extended breastfeeding. Right. Yeah. Um, right. And, and, and maybe she doesn't want to look at my boobs anymore. I don't know. Maybe that's part Oh, of who it. doesn't want to look at your boobs? <laughs> That's just silly. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty fantastic. I mean, um, seriously. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, you know, really my husband just kind of went with whatever I did. Um, I, I think he really liked the fact, I mean, financially, let's face it, you know, breastfeeding is much more cost effective. So he's always yes. been very uh, motivated by that, which is fine. That's fine. And I never really had to worry too much um, about support in public because most of the time I'm in my house. So I just kind of, you know, I was very fortunate to be able to um, pretty much breastfeed on demand with my girls and um, and really you know my husband was really supportive through all of that but as far as the weaning process is concerned no I mean I really kind of feel like this is just something that me and my girls have had to figure out and what's really interesting about my experience is that when you're breastfeeding twins they may not do the exact same thing I mean they are identical but that doesn't mean that you know they're going to want breast milk for the exact same amount of time right and so um, I did find that one of my twins really started to wean a lot earlier than the other. And then that was okay. So I kind of switched from a tandem breastfeeding thing to more of a one-on-one, which was nice because I was really able to, that was special time that I had with one of my babies where usually I was having to split focus between both of them. So I actually enjoyed that. So how did the other baby react to only breastfeeding the other one? Was there any type of emotional reaction from no, really wasn't. And and usually, and that's what I found was so interesting, is usually one would trigger the other. So if one came to me to breastfeed, the other one would be there in like a matter of seconds, right? And I would ask. So one baby would get on and I'd be like, do you want a nurse too? And she'd be like, nope. And I'm like, okay, all right, we're just going to do one-on-one. I can handle this, you know? And really, I mean, even yesterday, the one that still hasn't, you know, completely weaned was on, but she only hops on a couple times a day. And even then, it's just for, it's for less than a minute. I mean, and believe it or not, this, this is another fascinating thing I found. And I don't know, Priya, if you found this too, because you breastfed for so long, but I can literally go days up. To, I mean, so far I've pushed it up to four days without breastfeeding any child and I still have milk. You yeah. know, it's, wow. it's funny. I don't remember. <laughs> it's so bad. I just that is remember. really cool. <laughs> 
I don't remember that if that ever happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying it's mommy brain. I'm just they're older, so I'm yeah. allowed to forget. Yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, now now my girls. It's so funny because the one that that you know is still breastfeeding, but again, only a couple times a day and for very short amounts of time. She gets so excited when she finds milk because I I look down at her because she's she's latched, and I'm like. Do you, are you getting any milk? I actually ask her this, you know, are you uh-huh. getting any milk? And she smiles and nods her head. And then when she pulls off, there's milk. And I'm like, I cannot believe it. it's been like four days. I'm not engorged. I'm nothing. My body is just still, it's freaking amazing, honestly. Wow, like really that, that can yeah, happen. still producing it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's like your, your your physical reaction to her wanting to, to breastfeed. Maybe. So your body, you know, your body's like, okay, start to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just a testament to our bodies reacting to whatever our babies need. You know, oh, definitely. I just, I'm just amazed by that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what happens when you have to wean your child from breastfeeding? What are some ways moms can make it easier? We'll be right back. Welcome back. Today, we're talking about breastfeeding challenges and weaning your baby. For some moms, weaning can be an incredible challenge. Let's talk about what worked best for us and recommendations we can make to other mamas currently experiencing challenges breastfeeding. So mamas, what strategies did you use to wean your child? Did you get a lot of advice from other moms? How did you go about all this stuff? I got advice from all the moms. Like I <laughs> I put up um no, it wasn't even public. I I went on Facebook and sent out like a mass message, one of those private messages to I think it was like eight or nine of my mom friends and just told them what was going on, like look we, we have to do this thing and um, we're switching her over to this formula and it's actually a prescription formula. And, and you guys, y'all, I don't know what I'm doing. Like somebody tell me how to do this um, <laughs> because every time I try to Google things, I go down a rabbit hole of mm. way too much information and overwhelm. And I'd much rather just ask moms, like yeah. other moms who know what the heck they're doing. So yeah. that's what I and did. And that's why we're having this episode. Yes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and so, I, yeah, I just asked moms and they had, they had asked me, you know, how much milk do you have stored up? Have you been pumping at all or not pumping or what, you know, and helped me kind of come up with a plan. We had enough milk stored up that I didn't have to feel like I was just this horrible mom for, um, you know, overnight stopping, you know, and I was able to mix up bottles. And once the bottles of formula were mixed, I could mix breast milk in with it and kind of get her used to like the change in the taste because the prescription formulas are interesting flavored. You mean the the taste is interesting? Yeah, the taste is horrible. It's horrible because basically what it is, is um, really, really broken down. The proteins have to be broken down so far that it's like basic amino acids it's kind that's, of that's horrible that they oh, yeah. that they put that out in the show uh, they give that to the moms it's Don't, these are human beings they're not like it's really bad really really take this drink oh it's really 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 oh this yeah but it's what she it's the only thing that she can tolerate so we have to actually get it from our pharmacy oh. and we have to have a prescription written for it and, oh. and all of that stuff but it it does not taste good and so she needed to get used to that taste and i needed to be able to eat actual food. So my mom friends really just kind of what they helped me with most was not feeling guilty about it, was reminding me that everything was going to be okay. And reminding me to take a look at, you know, the huge 
chubby rolls all over my baby and remember that she was all right. And that helped. That's that's what helped the most. You know, I didn't ask for a lot of advice, and I think it's because, gosh, how many episodes of the boob group have we done so far? I mean, I've heard so much about weaning. I feel like the boob group has been one big, uh, you know, advice column for me. Um, (laughs) So I've taken in a lot over the years. I can say I was very scared of it because this was something that I really truly hadn't had an experience with my first two boys. Like I said, we really didn't go through a major weaning process. I just felt like my milk supply wasn't there, and I have this screaming baby, and it was a necessity, boom, you're on formula, and now you're happy again. Um, so there, I didn't feel like there was much of a weaning process, um, but I was scared about weaning the girls because I actually had a friend who posted a bunch of stuff about um, weaning, I think, a three-year-old, and, and maybe it was almost even three and a half, four-year-old, and it was a nightmare for her. Like, he just... He just relied on it so much. She was having to like jump through, you know, hoops and hurdles and send your kid away for a couple of days so he can't have the breast. And like, I mean, I was scared to death because of what this mama was posting. So note to everyone when you're posting stuff online. Yeah, social media be, is not that great. <laughs> you may be scaring the bejesus <laughs> out of another mom when you do that. Yeah. Um, no, but anyways, it was it was good for me to kind of have a little bit of a heads up. And so going into this, I thought it was going to be a nightmare. So um, and it, and it really wasn't like... You know, I say this a lot, and, and I don't know if people really believe me, but breastfeeding my twins has been so much easier than me breastfeeding a single baby. And I think, like I said, I think I originally thought I had a lot of supply issues, but my main issue was really, you know, maybe just not keeping up with like, you know, making sure baby's on the left breast and then making sure it's equal on the right. Like I just wasn't doing a good job of keeping up my own supply. It wasn't that I couldn't produce. So I was able to breastfeed for a lot longer, and I think just because my my mindset was, we are going to do this and we are going to do this until we're ready to stop. And then I just, you know, once I reached my goal, which was really only a year, they just kept kind of, I just let them kind of call the shots. But I was still scared about, ooh, is this going to be tough during the weaning process? And I'll tell you what, you know, I think it still kind of remains to be seen because we're still in the weaning process. But like I said, one of my twins is pretty much done. You know, she, she's just really not interested anymore. Um, and what really helped us is really changing up the schedule where the times that they would normally breastfeed, we were busy doing stuff. This whole last summer, we just got back actually, but we spent it with family in the Midwest and their whole schedule was like different, right? They had so many different things to do. They weren't in their normal environment and they rarely asked for the breast. And I really think that was unintentional, but I think because their mind was just not focused on what was normal to them, they, you know, it really helped out tremendously in the weaning process, even though it was unintentional. So if I had any advice for moms, it would be get them out of their routine so they don't realize what they're missing. Um, At least that worked for us. Yeah, you know what? That's true. That's, that's exactly I, I ended up going on a trip uh, for five days last week. And so there just wasn't all of a sudden, I just wasn't here. And there was no other option. I mean, not that there was an option before, but I think that probably did help a lot. And I never even thought about that, Sunny. And now that you think about, it, you know, when moms have to go to ba- go back to work, that's a break from routine. And unfor- unfortunately, that you have to wean off your child when you go back to work. Or you breast pump and you, you know, give them the bottle when you get home. Or during a day, they have it. But you think about moms and their, you know, that break from routine that has to happen for the babies when they have to go back to work. 
and what the babies have to go through and what the mamas are going through thinking, oh my God, I'm, I feel it horrible because now I, ha- I have to be away from my baby and I can't breastfeed them constantly. So now I'm forced to wean. So how did you guys help your babies cope with the weaning? We think about ourselves and trying to cope with the weaning and we think <laughs> we're, all, we're all in our emotions, <laughs> all in our heads, like, oh my God, I'm horrible. But what steps did you do to help them cope with it? Well, I think this is where Adam came in to play like kind of a superhero. She had really been, you know, of course she's our daughter, but she had totally been my daughter from the time that she was born because (laughs) we were breastfeeding, we were co-sleeping. She was just on me all the time. And so, you know, when she got upset or when she wanted to be comforted, she wanted me there, you know, daddy didn't have boobs and daddy couldn't really help. And that was coming from her, you know, obviously not from me. Um, But now all of a sudden, daddy had a bottle and daddy had a little bit more like daddy could help at night. And daddy could like he all of a sudden he felt like he could parent her more. And he kind of kind of stepped up big time because there were a couple of times when she was just really upset. And I knew that if I was the one to go to her during that nighttime wake up or whatever, that she was going to want to breastfeed because we were still in our routine. And so he would go because that was different enough that she was getting, oh, daddy's here. Oh, okay. Well, that's special and fun, (laughs) you know? Um, And then she was getting the bottle. So she was getting fed and everything was okay. Um, I don't know if you can hear her, but everything's obviously Uh not okay right now. (laughs) Hold on. I am not letting, yeah, I'm not letting her play with the microphone and she's kind of upset about that. But yeah, he was really able to, um, to kind of be the man right then. And it really helped their relationship. So that that was a good thing. Oh, that's pretty awesome. And that obviously, yeah, that definitely um, was great for the, the two of them and their bonding experience. Oh, yeah, definitely. So uh, what would you recommend to other moms out there listening? So we've talked about advice. We've talked about helping babies cope, our, ourselves coping. And we've also mentioned, you know, posting online and, you know, <laughs> sharing our experiences with people and reading those experiences from other women. From a mom to mom, if I were to ask you, hey, I need, I need some advice. What do I do? What would you tell, what would you tell me as your friend? The first thing that came to my mind is I truly don't think there's a right or wrong way to wean your baby. I mean, I know experts will give certain, you know, advice about, you know, skipping a feeding and there is a method to it. And, and we'll be sure to post actually some of those links to articles where lactation consultants have specific recommendations. I know they do. But in my mind, every family is different. Every situation is different. And what you've been able to do with your baby up to a certain point, it's, it's all different. You know, if you're breastfeeding twins, that's going to be different than, you know, breastfeeding a single baby. And so I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to do things the quote right way. And I just don't think there is a right way. And to Graham's Mm -hmm. point, if we get in our heads that there is a right way, and we're not doing it the right way, we can trigger other things such as delayed postpartum depression or whatever, because we are feeling that we're not we're not meeting this standard. I would say do your research, you know, share the boob group, listen to previous episodes of the boob group, because we talk about this a lot. But 
give yourself a break. Yes. Give yourself a break. Preach because it. You need it. You need, <laughs> you need a break. And, and it's just, you know, and, and if your child is, you know, older, like what we were talking about before, I think it's okay to kind of talk it out with your child. I have been talking to my twins about this, you know, you know, are you sure you want a nurse? Do you want to play instead? Or, you know, whatever. And I think they understand, you know, when you, when you get to the toddler age and stuff, I think they understand a little bit more than what we sometimes give them credit for. Um, but this, just keep in mind, this is a one-on-one thing between you and your baby or babies and just do what is right for you. Take in the advice, but in the end, it is your choice and your family. Yeah, Absolutely. exactly. That's and such see, great advice, Sunny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> the, the first thing that I would say is, what do you want it to look like? How, how do you want this to go? Do you want this to be quick? Do you want this to take months? Are, are you doing it? You're starting it or is the baby starting it? Because there is no kind of one fits all kind of advice. There's no kind of advice that I could give to everyone. The advice would kind of be really specific um, based on what kind of person my friend was and what they wanted out of it and why they were doing it. So in that respect, not everything that you read online or, you know, not everything that you see is necessarily right for you or necessarily applies to you and your family. Um, So once you do start asking questions and reading and stuff, if you, if you're getting advice and it just seems like, oh, I don't really want to do that. Don't do it. It's yeah, okay. So you, have, so you have to listen to your body. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, listen be mm-hmm. uh, listen to your own intuition and mm-hmm. your gut feeling. Yeah. You know your family best. You know what is going to work for you, your child that you're breastfeeding, any other children that you might have, your partner, your whoever else is in your house. You know them more than somebody writing an article online knows them. Somebody writing an article online might know what works for the general public. Or statistically, that may or may not work for you. Yeah, they don't specific know specific person. Yeah. <laughs> wow this is this has been such a great conversation, and I'm sorry we have to wrap it up now. So thank you so much to everyone for being part of today's show and for sharing their experience. If you're a member of the Boob Group Club, then be sure to check out the bonus content for this episode, where we'll be discussing the different ways we bond with our babies after weaning. All right. So as we wrap up today's show, we have the boob oops segment for you guys. This is where you share your funny breastfeeding and pumping stories. And I love reading these. I love getting emails about this. This one comes from Christina. And Christina says, when my daughter was born, my husband was still working on his thesis. He needed to go to the school library and we decided to tag along. When we got there, I put my daughter in a sling as we walked around. The library was packed with people, mainly young males studying for exams. You guys know where this is going. My daughter started rooting around and fussing. I already knew she hated being covered up while nursing, so I decided to find a quiet nook where I could feed her and still be discreet. I did drape a thin blanket over us and hooked my bra and attempted to get her into position. I lifted my shirt way up so I could get her latched on right. She latched for about a second and then I realized and then she realized there was a blanket over her. She grabbed the blanket, flung it off while pushing away from me and screaming the loudest she possibly could. Suddenly all of these young men turned around and saw me fighting with my daughter with my breasts completely exposed. All I remember were shocked eyes and bright red faces. Oh my god. <laughs> Can you guys visualize this? I'm like that playing this out of my head. That is the best thing I have ever heard. <laughs> they, oh, the they just got a lesson in anatomy. Yes, they did. 
Wow. Oh, my God. I would have looked up and been like, you all need to go home and apologize to your mother <laughs> right now. <laughs> Do it. Because I promise you, you did something like this. I know, right? But this is so classic, you know, because babies don't want to be covered when they're being breastfed. They Can you imagine eating and just putting a sheet over your head? Like, right. that's, you feel like you're suffocating. Like, exactly. You, you know. Oh, man. Exactly. Yeah, this is a good one. So, Christina, thanks so much for sending this in. If you guys have a boob oops you want to share with us, you can email us through the website or reach out to us on Facebook. A lot of people have been doing that recently. And again, we love reading these stories and hearing them. I think it just normalizes everything that we as breastfeeding and pumping moms are going through. So thanks so much. So that wraps up our show for today. Thanks for listening to the Boob Group. Don't forget to check out our sister shows, Preggy Pals for Expecting Parents, Newbies for Newly Postpartum Moms, Parent Savers for Moms and Dads with Toddlers, and Twin Talks for Parents of Multiples. This is the Boob Group, where moms know breasts. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, Please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. How would you like to have your own show on the New Mommy Media Network? We're expanding our lineup and looking for great content. If you're a business or organization interested in learning more about our co-branded podcasts, visit our website at newmommymedia.com. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.